Bang! What's up, y'all? I'm Nick, a senior writer over here at Sports Pack 12, and this is going to be our mailbag question segment. So I'll be answering the questions you sent in here in a podcast format, and if you'd like a written response, send them over to fellow senior writer and Dane Miller. And so in all seriousness, I have a lot of fun answering these questions. They take my research and my thinking all over the conference. And one point I want to reiterate is I'm just like you. I'm a Pac-12 fan, so in all seriousness, we're one and the same. We may cheer for different schools, but hey, we're all Pac-12 fans in the end. We're very similar. So from down south to the Arizona schools, to up north to the Washington schools, to east out in Utah and Colorado, we got Oregon and Cali in between. And in our entirety, we make up the Pac-12 conference. And even though we compete against each other during the year, let's come together for this podcast and have a heck of a lot of fun. So without further ado, let's get to today's question. And thanks for tuning in as always. Got a question in hot off the press. And it is from Allison in Tukwila, Washington. And the question reads, who wins Washington's quarterback battle this fall? So again, the question is from Allison. And it reads, who wins Washington's quarterback battle this fall? That really sounds weird when you read it like that. Essentially, who's going to be the starter for UW next year? Plain and simple. So if you're not familiar with the program, they're just so bare right now. I mean, they essentially have a new offensive coordinator, a new head coach, and they'll have a new quarterback taking the helm. And if you look at these guys, there's just no experience whatsoever. You have zero combined starts in the quarterback room. I mean, that can't bode well, especially with the lack of spring ball. And we'll dive into why some of these guys had limited reps the previous year as well. So really just... Such a lack of experience could hurt. As I mentioned, new offensive coordinator and John Donovan. I'm not sure if I mentioned that, but new offensive coordinator, new head coach, new quarterback, and they're going to be replacing a couple of pieces on their offensive line. So whoever it is, is entering a really, really tough situation, plain and simple, with high expectations because UW expects to be better than they were last year. So let's slow down here for a second and look at the three potential options. And I'm going to start with, I don't want to start with him, but I will. And that's going to be the guy who leads the team with experience with two pass attempts for negative five yards. And that is Jacob Sermon. He is a redshirt sophomore. And he actually almost transferred after his freshman season, but decided to stay because fellow freshman quarterback Colson Yankoff decided to transfer. I believe he's at UCLA now. So Yankoff could be playing against Huskies this year. But back to Sermon, I just really hope for the state of the program, and I'll give you a a little bit of analysis on him. But for the state of the program, please do not start this freaking guy. If you start him, the Huskies will suck next year. That's how I feel. Jimmy Lake could really, really hurt his first year if he starts Sermon. There's a lot of comparisons to Jacob Eason because he has a strong arm. And if you haven't heard my Jacob Eason rant yet, I think he's the most overrated quarterback in UW history, maybe college history, and the reason why the Huskies program fell last year. Yeah, maybe a hot take. I completely stand by that and believe that all my heart. Duke couldn't play the quarterback position, so <laughs> I've had enough rants about him. And you're looking at redshirt sophomore, excuse me, you're looking at Sermon here. If there's any comparison to Eason, they're saying it's because he has a strong arm. And he's not on that level. He doesn't have as strong of his arm as Eason. So you're looking at a Jacob Eason light, so he can't even throw the deep passes. Like, <laughs> Oh boy, that's not good. And the reason that I really kind of rag it on him here is in high school, he completed fewer than 60% of his passes. In high school, that should be easy, bro. I'm taking a wild guess he played for a good team. This is not some statistical analysis, so do not quote me on this. I'm taking a wild guess that Sermon probably had some players around him. And to complete less than 60%, 
that is really, really just not going to get the job done, especially at the high school level where defenses are just so much more simple than college. I mean, what do high school def- uh, football coaches make? A couple K a year? You're, now you're talking about guys who'd be getting paid 500000 up to a million dollars a year, maybe even more. So if he can't read the defenses in high school, I just don't see how he's going to do it in college. And I really don't think that this is the answer. I think if they start Sermon again, UW's going to have a very, very, very tough year. But what all's fair is fair. He is 6'5", 234. So he does have the frame to be kind of really an NFL quarterback. Definitely a prototypical college quarterback. For me, I think that Lake does not make the, the start or the mistake and does not start Jacob Sermon. I really hope so for the sake of UW football. So Jacob Sermon is not going to be the option. The guy who I think they should start and maybe will probably won't, to be honest. I mean, they really probably won't. Is going to be early enrollee freshman Ethan Garbers. I'm not sure if that's retro freshman, whatever, true freshman. We're going to call him an early enrollee freshman. So if the name Garbers sounds familiar, his older brother is the quarterback at Cal. And that's, of course, Chase Garbers, who led the Golden Bears to a 7-0 record last year. And I can't base Ethan's game off his older brother, but there's got to be something he can learn from him. I mean, I really believe that. Chase Garbers was undefeated last year in the Pac-12. Remember that. He beat UW. Remember that. <laughs> in UW. Remember that. Like, So this is his little brother, and I just find it hard to believe they didn't learn something from his big B. I mean, seriously. And you're looking at his high school stats. He was absolutely freaking phenomenal. Threw for 5,000 yards passing, 71 touchdowns, and 6 interceptions. So just completely... just dominant for lack of better terms he also rushed for 573 yards and 12 touchdowns so a true true dual threat quarterback uh maybe not true dual threat maybe high school sorry that's getting a little, little too excited here he's definitely not a dual threat quarterback um like i mentioned at the top all these guys are really pocket passers but in high school he did rush for 573 yards so that is notable to point out again i think that he could be the guy and the reason i really like him is he was 16 and 0 in high school and led his high school, Corona Del Mar, to a California state title in his senior season. And the big noteworthy stat I'm going to take away with, besides for the 5,000 yards passing, is a 69.6% completion rate. And you're playing big level California high school football. You probably have some very solid athletes out there. So I just really like Ethan Garbers, but I just I just don't think he'll be the guy. Plain and simple. I just don't think that with the program that's just so unstable that you bring in a new guy and have him lead the squad, for lack of better terms. I just don't think they make that mistake. And, oh, Husky fans, now we have redshirt freshman Dylan Morris, and I believe that he'll be the starter. Reason why? He could be compared along the lines of a Jake Browning. So if Jacob Eason is the most overrated quarterback in UW history, Jake Browning's got to be the most underrated. And if he's getting a comparison like that, then he could be real nasty. He could really make all the plays needed. He's undersized at 6 feet, 193 pounds, but he has all the intangibles to play the quarterback position. And you're looking at how you're taking a wild guess of how Jimmy Lake's going to structure his team. You would think that they're going to be really physical with the rushing game, obviously physical and destructive on defense. And I've heard some rumors that he's going to kind of instill some vertical-type concepts to stretch the field. So that could be the one knock here on Morris, that he doesn't have the arm strength of a sermon. But I just think he's the guy. I mean, I really do. In four seasons at Graham Kapowski High School, he threw for 9,815 yards, 99 touchdowns, and completed 62.3% of his passes, 6 feet tall, 196 pounds. And there's just something about him where he may not have, and I know I just said this, but it is worth reiterating, at least in my opinion it is. He may not have that elite size, the elite arm strength, 
But you can play football. You can play football. This isn't the NFL just quite yet. This is still the Pac-12, very reputable conference, but this isn't the NFL. And you can get by with a 6-foot-193-pound guy with the limited arm strength if he can make the right throws. I mean, he didn't land up at UW because he's a noodle for arm. I'll put it that way. Guy can probably make all the throws on the field. So I really think that Dylan Wars is going to be the winner of this battle. Just, I just hope it's not Sermon. I, if it's Sermon, man, the Huskies, <laughs> oh, they could really struggle. But I believe that redshirt freshman Dylan Morris will be the starter next year. And again, whoever's walking into this situation is with such a tough starting job or new kind of role with a new head coach, new old coordinator, new old coordinator, new quarterbacks coach, a new offensive system. As I mentioned at the top, they're replacing essentially three starters on the offensive line in all Pac-12 first-team performer in Trey Adams and Nick Harris. So actually two first-team performers there. All right. When you get to the end of the podcast, I swear this stutter's coming or something. Let's finish strong here. So seriously, just such a tough situation for whoever the guy is. The three things, I always like to make it real simple and give you three solid points. (laughs) I'll try and give you a laugh then here. Richard sophomore Jacob Sermon. No, no, no. Down, down. No, no, don't do it. Then you got Ethan Garbers, who I think they probably should. I think his brother's a proven winner. And the family lineage and family heritage, I'll bet on the Garbers family at the quarterback position. So I really like him. Would love to see him starting, but I just don't think that's going to be realistic. And my winner would be redshirt freshman Dylan Morris, who could be Jake Browning 2.0. I know a lot of Husky fans don't want to hear that. But I'm sorry. Did he lead you to three New Year's Six Bowls? Like, oh my gosh, he was kind of good. Like, uh, has almost every record that UW ever made. Uh, let's hate on Jake Browning some more. So I'm sure you know how I feel. My choice is redshirt freshman Dylan Morris. Thank you for the question. I appreciate it, Allison. Tuckwill is about an hour drive away from my house. So seriously, great question. Have a great day. Toodles and noodles and bunches of oodles and oatmeal. Because why not oatmeal? Adios.